Okay, hello. OnlyFans prohibiting sexually explicit content beginning in October. This is a absolutely huge change to the entire content creation industry. And there are a bunch of things to understand about this that people I think are missing. My goal here is to make a video that is a complete one-stop shop. You need to know nothing else after you're done watching this video. So as per usual, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna go deep on the subject because there's some super interesting stuff, not just for the implications for content creators and what's gonna happen to them, but also how the entire industry works. So before we get started, I have noticed that about 45% of you are not subscribed. Please do hit that subscription button. Uh, everything we do here is free. We do these deep dives, research everything, and uh, hit that subscribe button. It helps me out a lot. And also like this video, please, to help it get into the YouTube algorithm. Uh, I saw a lot of you did it after I asked last time, so I'm just asking again. Thank you very much. But that's it. Let's get into it. So, man, there's a lot to cover here. And in order to do so, we must unleash the ultimate weapon, the highest technology possible to explain our case. That's right, it's gonna be Notepad. Okay, let's begin. So it's first imp really important to understand what's going on. And the answer is the way to think about this is, is not to think about it in terms of a blanket ban on sexually explicit content, which I think is what people like The Verge and Bloomberg in particular are kind of saying. These are kind of clickbait articles. So, so, so the first thing to understand is that this is not a blanket ban on sexually explicit content. And indeed, it, it, it might not actually be a, a ban on much of anything at first at all, um, because there was recently a tweet that came out where, uh, and this is like real-time knowledge, that, um, uh, 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 that OnlyFans apparently has said that this is potentially a misunderstanding and that nudity is still allowed as long as it abides by their terms of service, and that this is, this is misinformation, and that uh, maybe petting a statement. So that could be. Uh, however, uh, I would argue that for a lot of reasons that are going to be listed in this video, this is the beginning of a long, drawn-out conversation that's going to result in OnlyFans prohibiting sexually explicit content anyway, and I'm going to explain why that is. So let's look at what actually happened. Um, here's the actual syntax, okay? Effective the 1st of October, OnlyFans will prohibit the posting of any content containing sexually explicit content or to ensure the long-term sustainability of the platform. We must evolve our content guidelines. Creators will continue to be allowed to post content containing nudity as long as it's consistent with our accessible, uh, acceptable use policy. Uh, these changes are to comply with the requests of our banking partners and payout providers. Ooh, that's a big one. That's what we're talking about today. That's going to be the juice and where we need the notepad for. So what does acceptable use policy mean? That's the big question, right? What it, uh, and the answer is, it means whatever OnlyFans wants it to mean. <laughs> okay. So the, uh, it's very up in the air what, what's going to happen. It, it's extremely up in the air. But I have some predictions that I think are going to be pretty on the money for what's going to happen based on what I'm about to explain next. So now that we understand, I just want to get that out of the way right there. This is exactly what OnlyFans said. So you might be reading some articles that are like, they're banning all sexual content or some extravagant YouTube videos with clickbait titles that are even worse than mine. And you might find out that something different. This is the official statement. Now you have it. Okay, cool. We can move on. So let's talk about why this is happening. Why is it that OnlyFans is getting pushed by banks and payout services to potentially restrict sexually uh, explicit content. Well, this is a story of payment processors. Let us go back, way back into a world of payment processors. 
It all began with Stripe. Stripe is a company that does about $350 billion worth of transactions and represents about 19%-ish of the global market share of payment processing. Payment processing is a complex and difficult thing to do, and almost every company needs to outsource it. We also outsource payment processing at my agency. But the full story of OnlyFans, many people are just saying, well, Stripe, like this issue is simple, right? Devin, why are you making another 30-minute video about this? Because Stripe, in their terms of service, does not allow adult content. So OnlyFans is doing adult content. Somebody big enough at Stripe or big enough in the banking industry finally noticed that. And now they're pressing OnlyFans to, to, to stop taking transactions. And if Stripe cuts out of OnlyFans, they're screwed, right? Done deal. Thanks for the video. Thank you, everybody, for coming to my TED Talk. Nope, it's not that simple. What everyone's missing is that Stripe is not the only payment platform for OnlyFans. Stripe is a payment platform, but there's a what OnlyFans essentially does is they use what's called a cascading payment system. Okay, they assign a payment processor relevant to the type of I'd say purchase being made, which is a risk assessment. And actually, I, so Stripe is used by OnlyFans, but they also use Securion and they also use CC Bill, which is an adult payment platform. So my, this is a guess, this part, is that there is some intelligence behind every transaction that is made on OnlyFans to assign to a respective platform. And many of those requests are going out to platforms like Stripe and Securion that do not accept adult content. So... What's happening now is that payment processors basically separate, and let's let's go into the basics here. Payment processors separate based on A, is it adult content, or B, is it not? Why do they do this? Well, because the risk factor of processing payments in adult content is way higher than not adult content. Well, why is that the case? Well, because you can imagine if somebody puts an OnlyFans subscription on their credit card, and then their wife is like, what's that? They're going to be like, what? <laughs> I, I have no idea. So strange that that appeared there. That's, that's fraud, I say. I will, I, will re, I will charge that back right away, honey. That is uh, not something that I paid for, right? So the rate of chargebacks in the adult industry is super high, and chargebacks suck. Take it from me. We here at Novo Agency run a merchandising division where we do merchandise for influencers. It costs us about 30 or 40 bucks per chargeback if somebody charges back something. That's just to, re to resolve the issue. Chargebacks suck so bad because there's going to be a lot of people that are saying, well, OnlyFans is getting billions of dollars for Stripe and Securion. Why would they disassociate from them as a customer? And there's a spiritual reason for that that we're going to get into, but I'm just talking about the practical reason, which is that chargebacks suck, right? The average business will charge back about 0.8 to 0. Point, uh, at a maximum to, and that's like super shady businesses, and 0. Point to 0. 0.5 lower end. But for adult pay, uh, payments, at least 1% get charged back, which is a huge percentage. One in every 100 payments is, but it's not that easy. There's a, there's a bigger problem, which is that the these particular types of chargebacks that are in the high risk category can go into arbitration 
And then it can cost up to $250 to $300 to resolve that single chargeback because it goes back and forth between multiple different payment processors and, and credit cards. And the, the chargeback rate just gets astronomical. So they're not just paying that $30 rate that, that, that we pay here at the agency for something like a merchandise sale. They might be paying up to $200 or $100 for a high-risk chargeback. And, the, and as there are adult payments basically automatically get put into that field. So to understand the story of OnlyFans, you have to understand the story of chargebacks and how sucky these are. That whatever money the payment processor is going to be practically making as a result of processing transactions from OnlyFans is getting sucked up in every one in a hundred transactions being a chargeback of, of, at a very high rate. Does that make sense? You know the whole story right there if you just if follow the money. That, that's, that alone is enough of a reason for payment processor to not consider ever processing adult content. And that's why they don't. So as a result, uh, you see platforms like CC Bill take way higher percentages. Um, and at that point, there's only a few choices for OnlyFans to do, right? They could continue to use Stripe and reduce the type of content that they do, which is what they're doing right now. They could change to a different payment processor, but they would pay a higher fee, which means they might have to charge a higher percentage to creators because right now they only take 20%. So maybe that looks like 30%, 40% more like Twitch. Or they could in-house develop their own payment processing, which is a, I cannot begin to describe to you what kind of nightmare that is, uh, and, and, and pay all the fees associated with that. So what OnlyFans has decided to do is be compliant with their non-adult payment processors because they ran a difficult cost-benefit analysis, one of the most difficult decisions you're ever going to make as a business, and said, will we make more if we allow adult content, but we have to switch payment processors? Or will we make more if we keep Stripe, lose some percentage of our user base that is committed to making adult content, but despite that, we will make more just because we keep a correct payment processor. And the answer to that question is they decided to step back. And this is the exact same answer, by the way, that you saw Tumblr do, right? Where they said, uh, this is, it's all a story of payment processing, and this is where it will all come together. It's always a story of payment processing. All of the major websites that have done Patreon had the exact same thing, right? They dialed back on adult content. It was the same reason. It was payment processing. It's because payment processors do not want to deal with the high chargeback risk. You follow the money, you come up with this answer. But it's more than that too. There's a, uh, there's, so chargeback rates are just reason number one. Let me give you another reason. Credit cards. So Amex, Visa, and MasterCard all universally, flat out, refuse to deal with processing payments to adult vendors. Full stop. Now they do it because they don't know that those are adult vendors at the time. But if you get big enough and these credit card, card companies just, oh, hey, I notice you ISR on, right? It's a big problem. OnlyFans is big enough now that this is a big problem. So you have to find another way to process things other than these credit cards. And that, that's 99% of the whole <laughs> payment processing system, right? So that's a huge problem. Number three is laws. Laws, which is just sometimes there are countries or even municipalities or, or, or cities that just ban I should say counties or they just ban adult content. And so you have to deal with the individual regulations of every territory, no matter how big or small. And that becomes a 
super annoying thing for payment processors to deal with because they're having to set up a separate set of regulations for every territory and they that costs them money, that costs them time and logistics. And so they, they just don't want to do that. So for all of these three reasons, these major three reasons, their payment processors do not want to deal with adult content. And in fact, no one wants to deal with adult, adult content except people that are going to charge ridiculously high percentages because of these reasons. However, there's also a spiritual reason. And the spiritual reason is that brands do not want to be associated with adult content. And this is a massive problem. And people say that this is getting better, and it's really not. And I'll just give you one anecdotal example. Amazon uses Stripe for payments. Many of Amazon's vendors have said, hey, we do not want to be associated with OnlyFans, or we do not want to be associated with any kind of content that's adult-oriented, because that drives down our brand and people don't buy our stuff because they say we're doing porn stuff. So Stripe as a payment processing service would rather keep Amazon than OnlyFans, right? And 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 that's just one vendor. So they're going to say to OnlyFans, "Hey, like you got to shape up or we're going to drop you because there's a spiritual reason why we block adult content because adult content as a whole and this is a separate video in of itself, but adult content as a whole really is a significant, I'd say, detriment to anybody trying to do any kind of business online. There's such a high percentage of people that would really surprise you that will not buy your product or associate with your service if you do any kind of adult content or sponsor it. It's really a high percentage. And I'm speaking from the experience of running an agency and, and, and running into this all the time. There's like three tiers, okay? There's the absolute safe for work tier that everybody will deal with you. There's the, and then there's like, you could be in like a tiny bikini or doing like very close to not safe for work stuff. And most brands will still deal with you these days. And then there's the nudity, nudity and pornography. And that chasm is Grand Canyon level chasm. It, it, it's, it's such a vast difference that as soon as you move over to doing those full nude and pornography, you are alienated by the vast majority of the industry because that is the sort of social judgment protocol that brands, companies, people, families will use to determine that they do not want to associate with something. Now, you may agree or disagree with this. I'm presenting the facts. This is how it exists in the marketing world. This is how everybody evaluates things. So processors, payment processors, and all associated brands have to take on that risk, right? They have to take on that spiritual risk of people not using Stripe or not using Securion because they do not want to associate with somebody that is supporting a, a sexually active or service on, on, on the other end. And this is the same exact thing. Let's, let's, let's use Patreon, right? And, and if you want to know the story of OnlyFans and predict the future for the next six to 12 months, you only need to know the story of Patreon. Patreon started off allowing all not safe for work content and massively not safe for work stuff. And it has been gradually dialing that back because what happens is there's a conversation ongoing between the payment processors and banks and the service. And the conversation starts as, hey, I noticed that you are doing not safe for work content. Can you stop doing that? And then someone like Patreon goes, uh, 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 well, a lot of our customers are doing not safe for work stuff, and that makes us a lot of money. And then the payment processor says, we don't care. It sucks for the reasons that Devin Nash made in his video, and we watched his video, and we decided it sucked. So stop doing it. And Patreon goes, uh, 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 okay. And then they restrict it. And then they go, is this okay? And they restrict it as the, the least amount possible that they can get away with to not lose their customers, but simultaneously be compliant with whatever the payment processor works, wants. Payment processor comes back and says, that's not enough. We said, stop doing the not safe for work stuff. 
and you didn't do it, so we're going to pull you. And it's, it's, it's worth noting that if you pass a certain chargeback threshold in the payment processing industry, you are effectively terminated and no payment processor will deal with you. OnlyFans does not want to pass that chargeback threshold. So they're very careful with this. That's, that's probably one of the reasons why they do the cascading pr- payment system that I mentioned up here. Okay, so that conversation is ongoing. And keep in mind, this is months long. So phone calls, back and forths, C-level meetings, et cetera, right? This is going for months and months and months and years as it's been going on with Patreon and as it's been going on with Tumblr. But this helps you, the, the, the person, understand why this is happening and that this conversation is ongoing with Patreon Basically, just because Patreon one day got the notice of the Eye of Sauron. And I talk about this a lot, actually, in adjacent industries like DMCA. It's the same story. Twitch is totally fine with all the streamers doing React content as long as somebody who cares doesn't notice. That's why it's so scary when XQC does something like counterclaim the IOC for the Olympics. It's so scary because it, that could set the precedent that the IOC is like, you're not supposed to do that. And then everybody else notices and all of a sudden React's content on Twitch is just gone. And then everybody goes, well, Devin's such a doomsday theorist. That's just like, oh, that will never happen. Okay. But it does happen. It happens all the time. It just happened to OnlyFans. Like the ISR on turns and it's like, hey, don't do that. And then it starts this conversation. And so this ongoing conversation happens between the payment processor and OnlyFans. And here, and what you're seeing here in this article is the beginning of that conversation. It is, hey, stop doing not severe content. So, so OnlyFans will come back and be like, okay, now there's only nudity in, within our acceptable use policy. Okay, so we're not going to do... Um, in- we're not going to do a bunch of words that I'm afraid I, I will utter on, on YouTube and immediately get demonetized. And hopefully my editor will bleep out. <laughs> okay. So we're not going to do all that stuff. Is that okay? And then pay, uh, Stripe and, and all the payment processors come back and they say, no, don't do it at all. And then OnlyFans will gradually keep making these concessions until it is basically a safe for work or kind of sexually a little bit saucy platform. Same stuff that Patreon has done. And Tumblr didn't want to deal with this at all. So they're like, hey. No adult content. And I don't think anybody really understood why Tumblr did that. Like, they thought it's like, a lot of people unironically thought that, like, only, and we'll probably think this about OnlyFans, that OnlyFans is just making a business decision. They're like, oh, we just don't want sexual content on the platform. No, it's always about the money, dude. It's always about the money, right? Like, and it's no exception. So Tumblr made a decision to not include sexual content on their platform because they were terrified of payment processing and, and, and also the brand association. Because, like, let's, let's say that OnlyFans going back to the spiritual reasons, since we're in that category, wants to raise capital. Let's say they want to raise a billion dollars or 5 billion or 10 billion, right? I don't like that B. We're going to put that B. Can you not? Yeah. Okay. It's the little things in life. How much more difficult is it going to be to raise that money if you are associated with adult content? The answer, a lot. Immediately. 50%, 75%, 90% of venture capital funds, sorry, no, we don't do that. Because once we fund an adult platform, we now pass that risk and that brand association onto every one of our other ventures. If we we have 100 companies that uh, that we have sponsored, that we have raised for, that we've given money to in exchange for some percentage of equity. The minute that we onboard OnlyFans as one adult platform, we are now exposing the risk to 99 different platforms. And this is the reason why not safe for work content as a whole is suffering on all platforms. It's why you saw Reddit take not safe for work off of all because they, while still allowing not safe for work 
content, as that business gets monetizable and more sophisticated, they are trying to remove themselves from not safe for work to prevent these problems. And armed with this knowledge, you basically have a complete understanding of how this works. So with that said, now that you have that understanding, you should be able to predict the future as well as Devin Nastradamus can do. And that is that this is only going to get worse. OnlyFans will eventually prohibit sexual content. And what will happen is creators will go to another platform and they'll start there. And then that'll happen there once that one gets bigger. And so on will this go eternally for all time, unless the human race magically awakens to the <laughs> beautiful world of sexual openness and everyone's just okay with nudity someday. And that I, there's some people that believe that, but I just don't think it's true because these are always going to be concerns for families. There's always going to be concerns for, it didn't happen in the seventies. Maybe it doesn't happen now. I don't know. Whatever. That's beyond the scope of this video. What I can tell you though, is that for the foreseeable future, brands and by extension, payment processors and by extension, banks will not like adult content and they will apply these pro that they will prohibit these things uh, wherever possible. So let's talk about what happens to content creators real quick. This is the part I don't like because I think that OnlyFans, in, there, there's been a huge disparity between female and male content creators for a long time. And, and it's much more difficult for a female content creator to make money and monetize, contrary to popular belief, on a platform like Twitch or, or, or I don't know about YouTube, but on Twitch for sure. I don't have the data on, on, on YouTube, so I don't want to speak out of turn than it was for male creators. And I did a video about this called The Truth About Women on Twitch, which uh, I also did a very long talk about this with Amaranth, the number one female creator on Twitch, just kind of discussing this problem. And I've also had these conversations with Sweet Anita and several other very successful female creators who have uh, expressed these problems. OnlyFans was kind of a great way for certain female creators to be able to equalize that and to make a lot more money. And I like that. I, I really like that it empowered female creators to make, and it still does, empowers female creators to make a substantial amount of money, it, 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 provided that they're comfortable with it, right? You have to kind of make a pretty big, and pretty big trade if you're willing to do semi-nude or nude content on OnlyFans, because that has massive implications for your future, your brand, uh, what, what you want to do with the rest of your life 30 years from now in politics or something like that, or running for public office, or even being any kind of public figure or running a business or anything is going to have implications like... Every woman that does an OnlyFans has to make a very difficult decision that once you put that stuff out there, that's, it's out there, right? And that, that has implications for all the reasons that we just listed, right? The, the, the brands that look at that kind of thing and, and make those decisions. So it's a hard decision. And the people that did make that decision, it enabled them to make a substantial amount of income. And I think that's good. I think it's good to empower female creators. I think it's good to power, empower all creators. So this is limiting the future for female creators. For all creators. They're male creators on OnlyFans too. But Devin, why not just move to another platform? Smile. Platform. Because all your users are on OF, dude. So this is a marketing concept called funneling, right? Draw a big funnel. It's, a, it's an ice cream cone. And you dump everybody into it. And as they get deeper and deeper down the funnel, they pay you more money and they become more dedicated. Problem is that you basically cut off the top of that funnel every time that you have to move platforms. So it's a nightmare situation for a content creator to lose OnlyFans, for example, because they might have, let's say, 5,000 active subscribers on that. Sure, they could post an update and a notice that says, hey, we're going to uh, some other website now. 
but the number of people that will follow them is not 100%. It's not probably not even 50%, right? It's, it's, it, think about all the people that have moved, like, what, what happened with, like, Shroud to Mixer or, like, Ninja to Mixer, right? It was a, it was a fraction of their, of their audience because there, there's an equity that's built up, loyalty that's built up on a website, on a following, on a subscription. Moving from Twitch to another streaming platform is really difficult and is a decision you, you can't make lightly. Even if you're moving to something that might debatably be better like YouTube, you still have to keep in mind your entire previous following. So every time that the squeeze gets put on one of these websites for adult content, this, is going to, this, this constant migration is going to cost creators a lot. And so for the top OnlyFans creators, yes, they will be able to transition their, their content over to another platform and they'll start to funnel into that. But the, the price of doing so, the opportunity cost of doing that is tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars for top creators, maybe millions. So this enormously affects content creators in that way. But there is absolutely no way that content creators can stop this. If you are a content creator making adult content, you have to accept everything I just explained. Because this is the reality of payment processing. This is the reality of chargebacks. This is the reality of credit card companies. And they are not likely to change these things. It's not beneficial for them to do so because ultimately all giant companies are accountable to their population, accountable to the people that share, are their shareholders and accountable to the people that use their product. So if enough people are angry that Visa accepts adult payments, then Visa won't accept adult payments. So Visa doesn't accept adult payments, right? It's all just a money game, like I said in the beginning. And at the end of the day, the only thing that will actually change this is a quite literally cultural revolution (laughs) where uh, a significant percentage, a huge percentage of people at all age groups, right, which includes the age group of like 35 to 60 plus that have a lot of spendable income, that have children that may not want to be exposed to pornographic material, that decide, yeah, we're totally okay with this. Completely fine for my 10-year-old to go onto Twitch and see somebody hogging a mic, you know, down her throat. Like, that's totally fine, right? That, that decision has to be made on a cultural level for these brands to say, oh, cool, we can, we can charge now for that. And we can, we can do that without anybody getting angry. And so Stripe, I think, you know, in a, in a magical world where Stripe, obviously Stripe doesn't have a no adult content policy because they're like trying to create a better earth. <laughs> I don't think so, right? They're, they're doing it because the, the vast majority of, of their vendors and partners and, and customers would complain or a significant enough percentage would complain that it's not worth the ROI to do so. So you would have to change at a cultural level everything about sexual openness and, and that conversation before you ever began to approach these big banks and, and these big payment processors and tried to change that policy. And that's a tough ask because it also means that you have to change those cultures within those companies. Many of them are older executives that probably are pretty hard set in their ways especially in these like older banks and payment processes. These are, these are traditional media. It, traditional, it, these are traditional companies, right? These are traditional OG companies, like convincing Wells Fargo that, that it's, it's got to be a, a more sexually open culture. I mean, look at, like, God, we have these problems in the, in the gaming industry. We can't even get, we can't even get a, a good culture in like an Activision or, or, um, or anything, like, or Blizzard, we, much less like these way older companies that have these old, old ideas of things. So it's going to be hard. And it's really important to understand that as, as an adult content creator or a person that's supplementing with adult content creation income, which I know some of you that follow me do so, 
you need to understand that this is sort of the this great migration that you're going to be making over and over again. And that once every few years, just a significant percentage of your user base is just going to drop off as a reality once a payment processor notices this, or you run into any problem, other problems that are related to this. As a content creator, you just have to, that's a price of doing business. Just got to keep that in mind. And the answer to that is you probably diversify into other verticals in order to uh, try to like soften that loss. You diversify into other verticals that that like Patreon, where you might be doing some other value add, or uh, I don't know, anything else that makes money um, that you can do from a following. Maybe merchandising, right? But uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Well, it's actually on topic, but just for content creators. But yeah, that's 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 some stuff there. We could talk more about that some other time. But the point is, this is exactly how OnlyFans works. This is exactly how the system works. This is exactly what happened. And now you, my friend, are fully informed to go forward do this hopefully uh hopefully i did the job that i said i did which was to completely give you a one-stop shop video about uh what this is and the not safe for work stuff and how it's working i enjoyed it it's a really cool talk and i noticed a lot of you actually some of you posted on the comments below on the on the last video that a lot of you stay for the whole video so if you stay for the whole video like post a comment be like yeah i stayed hey i hear, I hear this this is really cool like that's awesome like i didn't know so many people stay usually a lot of people just like walk off eventually like okay i got it Got it. Only fans something. Got it, Devin. Thanks. So, yep, that's it. That's the end of this video. Thank you very much, guys, for coming out and gals. I uh, appreciate you. Thank you so much for subscribing and liking the video. Uh, come check us out on Discord if you want more. Discord.gg slash Devin, generally where I hang out right now. Really appreciate it. And I'd uh, love to talk more soon. I'm there. So thank you very much. See you next time. Bye.